And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who is with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angel angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Now the Christmas story is a treasured story, a true story of faith that people around the world celebrate. And tonight we just want to take some time with you to celebrate this event as well. Now, the portion of scripture that I want to refer to tonight is actually the shortest version of the Christmas story. You already heard uh, the story uh, that Riley shared with you of the shepherds watching their flocks at night, but I want to share with you just a very short version of the Christmas story, and that is found in the book of John, and it's John 3.16. Most of you know that by heart, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, really that is the Christmas story in a very short form. And that's what I want to share with you real quickly here tonight. Well, the first thing that verse reminds us about in the Christmas story is that God loves us. The Christmas story is a story of God's love for us. Even though we weren't seeking him, God was seeking us and longing to be in relationship with us. Sin had separated us from God, but while we were yet sinners, God loved us and sent his son to be the savior of the world. He loved us before we even loved him. He loved us despite our sin and our hostility towards him. And even as you read the Christmas story, when this event took place, it's interesting to note that not everybody was happy about the event. King Herod, who met the wise men, feared that this new king that was born was going to replace him. 
And so as he had a search for Jesus, he wanted to kill Jesus. And so he had all the children, two years of age and younger, killed in this whole Bethlehem area. So not a very good thing. But yet we see throughout the life of Jesus that people were trying to kill him. And then eventually at his crucifixion, he was killed. And so it is an amazing story. God knew all of that. And yet God decided that he loved us enough that he would still send Jesus into this world. Man, that, that means a lot. That really does mean a lot. And the Bible says that that's for all people. It's for all the world. All the world means all the world, all nationalities, all backgrounds, all cultures. God loves us so much that he would send us his son. He knew everything that would happen, everything that would take place. And yet he still loved us enough to send his son, Jesus. So the Christmas story is rooted in love. Please remember that this season that God loves you. God cares about you so much that he sent us his son. Which brings us to the next portion of that verse, which says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God gave. Christmas is about giving. And God wanted to have a relationship with us so much that he was willing to give us the gift of his son that we might find forgiveness and eternal life. God gave the very first gift of Christmas. It was the most precious gift he could give. God gave us his son that he might be the savior of the whole world and offer salvation to all people. God loves us enough to give us a gift the gift of his son. And that's a major part of the Christmas story that we must not forget that God gave. We've been given a beautiful gift, the very son of God to be our savior, to save us from our sin. I trust you've opened that gift. I trust you've received that gift. Christmas is about giving. And even in the Christmas story, we see the response uh, of, of the wise men where they brought gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But God gave us a gift far greater than all those things, even more precious than gold. He provided the way by which we all could be forgiven and be saved from our sins. Which brings us to the next part of the Christmas story that it's in this verse, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish. God made a way. Sin had separated us from God, and the wages of sin was death, eternal death. But God made a way by providing the perfect sacrifice for our sin that would meet the demands of a holy God. Jesus, who knew no sin, became the one who would come and be the perfect sacrifice for our sin. And so that's why Jesus was called the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world. That's also a reason why Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He's the life that no one can come to the Father except through him. That there's no other name under heaven or on earth that we might be saved and have eternal life in heaven. God made the way through sending his son Jesus Christ, the only Savior for all the world. God gave us his best to make a way that we can be forgiven of sin as Jesus was the only one that was able to be that sinless sacrifice that could pay in full our debt of sin. To make a way, it took the very Son of God to come into our world. 
And that's what Christmas is about. It reminds us that Jesus is truly the way to forgiveness, to salvation, and to heaven. And so let's afresh profess our faith, our belief in Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall believe in him will not perish. Jesus is the way. God made a way that we could be saved by sending Jesus. That's something worthy of celebration. Which brings us to the last part of the Christmas story out of this verse. And this reverse reminds us that God wants to spend an eternity with us. God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God doesn't want us to perish. God doesn't want us to go to hell. God sent his son to pay that price of sin, which was death. Jesus came to pay our ransom, our debt of sin, so that we wouldn't have to reap the consequences of sin, which is death. God made a way through his son that we can be saved, that we can be saved from perishing, that we can have an eternity in heaven. That's quite something. As you think of the Christmas story, God made a way. And God desires that we would spend an eternity with him. Doesn't that amaze you that God loves you enough that he desires to spend eternity with you in heaven? That's quite amazing. And that's what we realize as we look at this Christmas story once again. And so as we close here tonight, I know this season is, is different than any other season that we've had. But let us, let us not allow this to take away our focus on our Savior, but rather to rejoice in our Savior and our God and renew our faith and renew our appreciation for the God we serve. Because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God loves us very, very much so much that he gave us his son, so much that he made a way that we could forbid, be forgiven. He loved us so much that he desires to spend even eternity with us. So that's what Christmas is about. Kind of a short version of what Christmas is about. And I encourage you today, if you've never accepted Jesus, if you've never come to that place where you made your faith real, I pray that you would do that this very night by simply a, a little prayer just like this. Dear Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I do believe in this Christmas story. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I profess my belief in you, and I welcome you to be a part of my Christmas this season. And friend, I can tell you, it can be the best Christmas you've ever had. So I hope this little service that we did for you today was encouraging for you and it was a blessing to your family. Again, we just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And, and friends, I want to remind you that the, the season that we're in is temporary. Things will turn around. Things will get better. So hang in there. Have a great time with the family that is with you. And may you have a blessed, blessed Christmas. God bless you from Bethel Family Worship Center.